This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta on the 16th of June as we start recording. It is 10 past 3 in the afternoon. Rather hot afternoon in Delhi, but there is a shanka of light showers. Some bhavna of rain over the next three days. There was a storm last night, and there was I no power for two and a half hours. <laughs> Only in Noida, oh, there was a storm. So just because there was no power doesn't mean there was a storm. Maybe there was just no, no power. No, there was a storm, and two thirty, I was standing at my balcony. It was raining. Really? Was really? Huge. Yeah, to kuch nahi hua sa. Nothing happened. You were more lucky. I think Yogi Ji engineered. <laughs> <laughs> the storm we didn't get it but and i could not sleep till 3 because there was no power right yeah it's always hard to sleep without power which is why politicians cling on to it like <laughs> they do so uh let me first introduce the panel but i have one small um, correction to make from my last uh, week's announcement we are changing the days of our live awful and awesome recording So like I had said we're going to be doing a live recording of Awful and Awesome but since we did not get the venue on the 1st of July or the 2nd of July we have got it for the 10th of July it is going to be at IIC Annex uh this is Lodi Estate uh near Khan Market on Maximilian Marg off Lodi Road the map and location pin will be provided to all subscribers by email there'll be a social media post around it it's a live recording of Awful and Awesome so there will be Rajshree there will be Nanaka sometimes host of awful and awesome and me you can also meet manisha there and uh, atul whoever else from our staff is free they'll probably be there we will give you tea coffee but like i said only subscribers it's open to only subscribers however if you are a subscriber and want to bring along a plus 1 uh, please do but we are going to ensure that plus 1 subscribes before you go because that's the whole idea of getting people who are non subscribers what do you mean we will ensure they subscribe before they go you'll stop them we have our ways manisha <laughs> you are also aware she's pretending that she doesn't no, i'm know. not aware yes you are you are the one who finally pulls the trigger but <laughs> anyway so uh write in to us at subscription at newslawney.com i repeat subscription at newslawney.com so that we know how and people to expect and we can tell you that we have a place for you because the hall we've booked can accommodate only 150 So if more people come uh it's going to be a problem so the first you know 150 mails that we get we will block those positions so first come first serve and since we had said that if you come there and you will get a signed copy of Rajshree's book well uh because there may be a you know it'll be difficult to coordinate with so many people there who are the first 15 the first 15 people to gift a subscription a 6 month at least a minimum 6 month subscription to any of your friends relatives etc will get a copy of Rajshree's book personally signed by her there and if you want Manisha Atul etc can also sign it and once you've made that gift write subscription at news.com ana live and tell us who you have gifted the subscription to the 6 month subscription and you're interested in the book so we have 15 copies for that there'll be other copies which will be heavily discounted which we will have a little signing so basically many of you who you said that Manisha had a subscriber meet when she was in Australia I had one when I was in London. We don't do any in Delhi. Actually, we have done about three or four in Delhi since News Laundry started. But yes, let's do one more. And the whole idea is that since these meets cost money, at least here, it would be great if you can bring along someone who we can vote into a subscriber. On that note, uh, let me introduce the panel. In the studio after a long time is Anand Vardhan. Hi, Anand. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. You have been to various parts of the country in the last few 
weeks or months which is the city most livable you find mm, equally livable equally livable all of them mm. acha when i went to hyderabad of course i went to pune again recently i found hyderabad an immensely livable city really yeah. why because it had an old hyderabad just like an old delhi like i find delhi very livable and sikandarabad yeah Twin and city. then it has a new hyderabad and pune but then i went to pune like a few years ago after that i know my god its traffic jams are like delhi bombay combined into 100 so it's not big, it's no longer livable and neither is bangalore but anand says all are the same is that right because i had not gone to live there no but i lived in hyderabad for livable that's why i asked i see my schedule was not that i could just that i was from uh, my accommodation to classroom and back to my accommodation so you didn't experience the city yes. you didn't go have chola bhatura kachori papdi chaat never mind no, no hyderabad is absolutely terrific for food Yeah, I was there for a year. I worked with Deccan Chronicle, hmm. and uh, fantastic. So each time I've gone to Hyderabad, I, I found it immensely beautiful. It has a huge in... park in the middle where you can run, like yes. Lodi Garden has in Delhi. It has so many things going for really? it. Really, I used to like yeah. their lake. Uh, yeah, that's... why? Why are you so surprised? You've said really five times. Because I'm very bad experience. And... Yeah, I went there in college for a play, and I was just really hot and terrible. Me, I think no, it was no. me. No, no. That's the beauty of Hyderabad. That if it is hot, next day it is going to rain. So every second day it used to rain, and yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it was. All the Hyderabadis listening to this are saying she's sitting in Delhi and complaining about the heat. Like, no, no, but the Hyderabad heat is very. It's very intense. Oppressive. Yeah, and very oppressive. It's very humid. I remember day. having grape juice, which I never had before. No, they. You have Irani <laughs> tea. You have. Like you usually don't have grape juice. Very anywhere. good South Indian tea. Importantly, मुद्दे की बात ये है कि what was the play and what role were you playing? It was a French play. I used to study French in my youth. And, and this I is uh, for the first time I saw you know movies under this international children film festival. Uh, beautiful movies, uh, especially from Iran. And I saw all those movies hmm. in Hyderabad. Good go. memories. I've done a French movie also, by the way. Is that right? <laughs> yes. We should have a screening <laughs> on Corbusier. Like typically Le French Le Corbusier. Yes, Chandigarh. So this French director had come. It was just really funny. So where he can we see it? He and his I don't know if he listens to the podcast and if I should say it, but he and his girlfriend were working on the movie together and. Every day we'd have to pack up like five hours before because they'd have a fight. She was the camera person, he was the director. So terrible combination. <laughs> But really great movie. You were was. cast or crew? I was cast. I was the actress, and there was another wow. actress Where's with me. Where's the film? It was uh, shown in Pompidou and all these uh, these places. Yeah, but can't yeah. we see it now? You don't have a yeah. copy. I think I should have a copy. Dude, and how long? How long is it? French a short actress. movie? Yeah, yeah. It was one of those very French movie about everything and nothing, and it was about. I I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> But yeah, it was about architecture, and the it was connecting Chandigarh to Brasilia because they have the same uh, architect. Oh, so we have a French actor amongst us. I had no idea. So uh, also on the panel, other than Anand Vardhan, is uh, the uh, managing editor Raman Kripal. Hi, Hi Raman sir. Hi. Also joining us is French actress Manisha Pandey. <laughs> Frenchy <laughs> banana. <laughs> My name is Abhinandan Sekri. What I'm have a, you done? I'm a Punjabi actor. <laughs> राजनाथ सिंह Soldiers who will be recruited through the scheme will be called Agnivir. 
This new system will replace the legacy system of recruitment of Jawans. Through Agnipath, Jawans will be recruited for a four-year short service commission and of the total annual recruits, 25% will be allowed to continue for another 15 years under permanent commission. There have been many protests across states against the new recruitment policy, most significantly in Bihar, parts of UP and Rajasthan. Bharti do ya arthi do, give us recruitment or have us dead, was among the slogans that have been doing the rounds. And there was, I think, trains burnt near Chhapra. In Chhapra, there was one instance of a coach being set on fire. Protesters burnt tires and hoardings on National Highway 28 that links Lucknow in Uttar Pradesh. To Barani and Bihar. The protests are violent, at least in Bihar and some parts of UP. As violent as these protests get, I mean, they're not significantly more violent than anything else. And last week, protests erupted in several parts of the country after the Friday prayers. These protests were against remarks by former BJP spokesperson Nupur Sharma on Prophet Muhammad. Demonstrations were held in Delhi, Srinagar, Kolkata, Hyderabad, Uttar Pradesh, Karnataka, among other places. One person died in Raji. After this, on Sunday, the Prayagraj Development Authority bulldozed Javed Muhammad's house because it's been alleged, the police is alleging that he's the mastermind of the Friday violence that occurred in Prayagraj. His daughter was a former JNU student, so this was a highly televised demolition, like all these demolitions have become now. Although there are reports that emerged, and maybe, I don't know whether we'll know clarity or not, that the house was not in his name. The house was in his wife's name, Why and the notice name? was sent to him. No, there so, is a clarity. Yeah, okay. there's a report. Ah. There's a front page express ah. report on that. Yeah. The Supreme Court today heard a plea by Jamiatul Ma e Hind on uh, against the demolition of private properties in Uttar Pradesh. And in fact, uh, the Supreme Court is judgment or it not judgment but orders just coming in as we are recording this. They've made a few observations. One is uh, the organization has asked for a stay on demolitions. The Supreme Court has not granted a stay on demolitions. They have sent a notice to the UP government. Uh, they have said that uh, demolitions cannot be as a retaliatory measure for other stuff. They have to follow legal procedure including safety, etc. And notice. Uh, and a notice has been sent to the UP government. And depending on which channel you're watching, you will either think that the, the Supreme Court has said everything the UP government is doing is absolutely correct because uh, some channels are flashing, uh, stay denied, stay denied, demolition is not going to do. And some channels are flashing, UP government sent notice, sent notice, funny one. No, in this particular case, hmm. I mean, the fear is the police have already given 33 names to the concerned authorities that check their properties if they're illegal, demolish them. Right. There were 33 protesters mm. who have been booked in different FIRs. There are 12 FIRs in UP right now. So so, so those 33 persons, will uh, they fear. So already there were visuals of people emptying their shop, uh, leaving their in houses anticipation in anticipation of... that they may get right. demolition so, orders. Congress leader Rahul Gandhi was questioned by the ED for about eight hours on the third day of his appearance in the National Herald money laundering case. He's been asked to rejoin the probe on Friday. There were protests uh, across the country and especially in Delhi on uh, the ED probe. You saw visuals of the police uh, roughing up Congress um, spokespersons, Congress uh, leaders and especially the IYC leader Srinivas. He was picked up by the police and he was being carried away. Congress is also, Surjewala also alleged that the police stormed into AICC headquarters, roughed us up, beat us up and said that this high-handedness will not go unpunished. Presidential elections are on their way. BJP has authorized Radhanath Singh and party chief JP Nadda to consult with other parties for building consensus on a presidential candidate. Mamta and a bunch of opposition leaders had suggested Sharad Pawar, but he said no. He said no, yes. So now they're looking for someone else. They have recommended Gopal Krishnagandhi. Yeah, yeah. Three names, I think. Opal Krishna Gandhi is one of them. Right. Two more, two other people there. 
A 33-year-old Dalit man died in police custody in Chennai on June 12th, adding to over 10 such deaths reported from the state over the last one year. Decks have been cleared for former Jalandhar Bishop Franco Mulakal's return to the pastoral duties as the Vatican has accepted Kerala court's decision acquitting him of rape charges by a nun. And this is after a whole bunch of nuns if not all the nuns of this Kerala a, protested. This is a terrible case and just basically just to see that he's going to go back to being in charge is just terrible. Chairman of Sri Lanka's Ceylon Electricity Board MMC Ferdinando resigned on Monday. This is after he alleged before a parliamentary panel that Prime Minister Narendra Modi had pressured President Gotbaya Rajpaksha to award a power project to the Adani Group. So, uh, around about uh, the turn of the century, people started realizing that uh, you know the army is spending seventy-five percent of its uh, budget. They wanted to to rationalize the expenditure. to distribute it in a manner that a larger share went for equipment purchase for modernization and that would have meant reducing the amount that is going on salaries and pensions the uh, salaries they are trying to reduce firstly by uh, by uh, sort of bringing in a component of manpower which is these young jawans of the age of uh, 18 and a half to 21 years of service not not years of service i beg your pardon years of years old and uh, this is uh, expected to uh, reduce the budget that is paid out every year on salaries because they'll only okay. stay for four years basically because no because the uh, from what i understand the salary that they are paying them which is 30000 rupees in the first year of service hmm. going up to 40000 rupees in the fourth year when they discharged hmm. is less than the salary that is paid to jawans who are enrolled through the normal process also if just uh, to different uh, parts of the world in like in us 80% of uh, defense personnel retire without a salary uh, they retire without a pension pension sorry and uh, in china in say in last decade the modernization drive or what you whatever you say but there has been a re- massive retrenchment of in troops uh, around people put it around 3 lakhs but uh, they have also focused on say diverting the land troops and um, the personnel on from land to air force and navy but uh, uh, they have also been very conscious of the defense budget and uh, the human resource involved in it the cost involved so the fiscal pa- uh, part uh, is always there second is that uh, there has also been commentary that uh, it may be linked to what prime ministers um, announced the same day that is they are going to create uh, 10 million jobs in next 18 months Uh, and all government jobs 10 million 10 lakh oh sorry so 10 lakh jobs 10 lakh okay. 10 1 million so uh, one of uh, the sectors could be defense railways another the central armed forces could be other government insurance companies could be other so both announcements uh, seen in totality um, could make some uh, fiscal and economic sense Uh, i think that there is absolutely no alternative 
for the uh, army to get its finances and its uh, equipment in order, uh, other than to find cheaper ways of deploying manpower. And uh, in that sense, this is the fundamental logic of this particular step is to uh, get cheaper manpower without uh, presumably, uh, you know, compromising on the quality of the soldiery that uh, that will fight for India uh, in the days ahead. Now, uh, everybody seems to be taking it for granted that uh, a soldier who is trained for six months is better trained than a soldier who's trained for eight uh, months and so on. Uh, we need to keep in mind that the U.S. Corps of Marines, which is uh, acknowledged as one of the better lot of soldiers around, uh, they train for 10, ten weeks. Uh, 10 weeks, uh, at the end of 10 weeks, you're a Marine. And uh, when you join your unit, uh, training goes on. You know, uh, it's one of the ironies that uh, when a recruit joins the regiment, uh, you spend your first few days untraining him. Every person who was retiring, so th- that post they used to just keep it like that. They were not hiring anyone against that post. So railway, uh, it became, I think, for three years. People gave exams and they were waited for three years. The exams were cancelled. In the railways also, there was no... They, they, they merged Group uh, D with Group C, uh, uh, which is the most sought after. And people like PhD even... Yeah, I they mean, they, they were uh, for, exams for, for Group C. So, ha, and if you look at the craze for the government jobs. So we had hit the street. Uh, our team had hit the street during the elections. I think that is when we came to know and we did a very good story. Basant had done a story, uh, you know, about these people training on the ground for the past three years and they, they were aspirants for the army. Like you must clarify for an audience that our news laundry reporters hit the streets uh-huh. for reporting, not to uh-huh. protest. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, so, so hit for the, uh, of course, we hit the street for the reporting. And this is when we we realized that, I mean, this craze for the government jobs, especially the army, it was growing like hell. And uh, and people, uh, these youngsters were quite frustrated. So this was the backdrop. I think, and, and, and I think we, uh, even we as uh, reporters, we realized it more when we met these people. And in fact, uh, Manisha also asked you, why don't you look for the private jobs? Why do you? And uh, here, uh, during Modi's time, if you see, in all ministries, there is a new new employees who are who have been taken on contracts. So these people have come from Harvard and also they are not permanent, uh, uh, you know, employees. So this uh, concept of having a permanent employee, the government was just doing away with it. So. Uh, now, with this army thingy, I mean, I'm not a, a defense expert, so I don't know much about it. But uh, uh, I don't know, I mean, whether this scheme is going to be a success or not. But to some, sometimes it looks like it's a knee-jerk response. Also, it's a clearly, it's clearly a message to Muslims because you will never see this action against, for example, the you know people protesting against this Agnipat burning trains or, the, or the, the, you know the, protesting or just the uh, that or even uh, Kisan Andolan Ram, that, Ram matter, like, like, that guys who were here yeah, in yeah, Delhi yeah, yeah. let's see their houses hmm. demolished so and again I mean, don't know I mean whether Muslims have a right to protest you know under fundamental rights the resort to bulldozing tactics or other kind of 
this kind of punitive code for this kind of violent protests or any kind of illegal act. Now, the it is rooted in a psyche, the government's psyche or the mandate that it erogates to itself because uh, of the perception that a state has a weak capacity for rule application. So whenever, whether it's uh, Mr. Chitamram's uh, resort to helicopter bombing on Nagsals, that was just a proposal, or um, say... Operation Green Hunt, it wasn't a proposal. Uh, yes, was so, or uh, in UP, in UP, the... Mm, this uh, punitive code of bulldozing came against the backdrop of a government, say, a clear led government, which was seen as a uh, as representing a very weak state, uh, a weak state in terms of application of rules for enforcing law, law and order. So it erogates to itself this mandate that uh, we are, have to be the strongest state and this would have a s approval of certain s certain means a large section of people it uh, it had its positive outcomes uh, when law and order and tough policing was needed also in in certain kind of uh, say action against gangsters or syndicated crime and uh, even the popular perception there is that uh, there has been, even if marginal, but improvement in law and order. But these kind of uh, transgressions have are now uh, uh, questions of law now because the administration, the police, somehow they have been convinced that uh, this may pass the muster. Yeah, they were, I think in the case of demolition, I mean, I... I think that is a that is a flaw of how the system is designed, and I don't think you can overcome that because I mean, Jahangir Puri it would be interesting to see exactly what the judgment says. But a blanket stay on demolition is something that I guess a court would be reluctant to do because even the court would know that there'll be certain illegalities, and if they do a blanket stay, it could serve as a a precedence which kind of goes the other way. So I I think so the court steps on eggshells as far as that is concerned. Uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a I judgment. Mean, it's just a uh, stay interim order. Okay. Uh, okay. For the stay, so so the similar interim. Of course, interim I don't. Could, I'm not yeah. asking for a judgment. Yeah, I said so. if it if that interim, uh, you know, uh, order each was case to be examined and then huh, the merits to be put huh, out here. So, and in Jangir Puri, the thing was that you have to serve them notice. That was very clear, and mm. the lawyers were very quick to say that notices you have to give us seven days of time. Like I said earlier, like most of these places could have some illegal aspect construction to their yeah. houses. So, I mean, technically they are well within their rights to demolish after seven days or whatever, or 30 days of notice where they can produce whatever. No, here, uh, see, look at the action. What I'm trying to say that the police is giving 33 names to the authorities to see that whether their houses can be demolished or not. And those 33 are protesters. Right. You know, so that is what I'm trying to say. The, mm. the intentions are very clear. Is happening against one community. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.